Coming to you live from Studio 1A in Morgan's house, my name is Morgan Woolard. And my name is Kat O'Donnell. Welcome to Millennials Unscripted. We're two millennials and we'll be coming to you every Wednesday unfiltered, unscripted, and unapologetic as we provide our perspectives on relationships, work, and life. If you're looking for advice or just a chat with your friend that tells it like it is, you've come to the right place. We know there's a lot of negativity going on around the world right now, whether you're getting your information or your news from social media or the actual news or just the media regardless. Um, and we wanted to make sure that this podcast can be a light for each and every one of you um, and something you can go to to, uh, you know, still say informed, but also like in a more positive way so we can, you know, help not just your mental health, but ours as well, because we know it can be really draining and you know, you don't want to find yourself in a situation or go to somewhere and it be really energy draining. Like you want your energy to be uplifted. Um, so today we really wanted to focus on just like finding the good in bad situations. I think that, and, and Morgan and I never want to take away what's going on in the world right now. So exactly like she said, continue to stay informed and continue the discussion. But Make sure you're not coming at it from a negative angle. And today we're going to talk about, you know, experiences or suggestions, advice that we have to do that. Because I know for me personally, I started getting emotionally affected by it. I like yeah. didn't even want to open up my Instagram. But after I read like a few empowering posts, that actually made me want to do more. And, and I felt okay reading some of this tragic, horrible stuff that we need to read because I knew at the end I could do something to help others, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I know, like, for me, I found myself, like, feeling like, am I, am I doing enough? Am I, you know, I'm not out there in the streets protesting with these amazing people and am I by not protesting a part of the problem and am I making it worse am I you know it's being is my you know voice not loud enough in this situation and I took like a lot of like self-reflection and I think it's really hard for especially like white people right now and I don't want to take away from everything black people are going through but as white people yes we once you know you have privilege it's really hard to kind of like okay, like, what do I do? How can I fix this? Like, how can I start to make change that will positively affect people? And I think people can say different things. Well, you should be doing this, and you should be doing this, or you should be doing this. And we kind of get, like, really drained from that because we're like, oh, my God, there's so much I need to do. And I think, like, anyone will feel like that in a normal day, like, even without all this going on. You know, if you're in work and you know, like, so many things on your plate, that you'll just start to procrastinate because you don't even know like where to start. Um, so that can like really be applied to this situation as well because you know yes we talked about you can donate, you can protest, you can support black businesses, you can you know make sure you're voting in your local elections, make sure you're doing this. And it's, I really just want to make it very simple on like just how you can start in something like that doesn't cost any money, super easy to do and beneficial for the movement you know, as a whole and in the future. And that can really like create change and also for yourself so you can like preserve your mental health so you can work on yourself so you can do some self-reflection. Um, is really just having the conversations with your friends. You know, if you have black people in your life, like sit down and ask them how they're feeling, how they're doing, how can you help them? Um, and 
really just like, you know, sometimes it's like watching the documentaries and I think the documentaries are an amazing example because you can become really aware and you're like, holy shit, I didn't know any of this. Like my sister um, was telling me the other day about like the bail system and like how because of the bail system and how it's so corrupt, that's why there's so many black people in jail and for like literally petty theft crimes, like there's no violent crimes, you know, I'm not saying not at all, but a lot of them just can't afford bail. Um, and that's why they're stuck in prison and why they basically stay in the system forever and so much harder for them to like get employed once they have that on their record. Um, so I think it's just really important that we have those conversations with our families that if we see, I know like especially having parents like I do, um, that there has been like racist comments over the years that I've always like known like okay I know my dad is racist you know he's from that generation and we have to stop making those excuses like that's the first thing we need to do is like stop saying like oh he's from that generation like that's just how they are that's just how he is like you know he's not progressive or whatever and um but we just need to eliminate like that kind of conversation and really like call people out on their bullshit like say hey that was uncalled for you shouldn't be talking about people like that how would you feel if someone called you white trash or something like you know if someone if we're calling if someone's saying like oh he's probably like a thug or he probably just got a something like that I, I can't think of like an accurate example off the top of my head but anything that appears to you as racist you can say like hey that's offensive you should reframe your language and maybe say this instead or if you don't have nothing nice to say about anyone don't say anything at all like that's really kind of like how i live by um so that's like kind of how we can really start to make change by finding the problems that we see within ourselves um like really take a look at your behavior your actions if you feel if you see like a black man across the street, if you feel like threatened or scared in a way, like really look at yourself and be like, why do I feel like that? Did he do anything to make me scared or is it just my racial bias that's ingrained in me? And really like try, like I said before, like anything can be unlearned. So you really just like educate yourself and have some empathy for those people and just judge people based on their character, not by anything like the way they look, what the media tells you, what society tells you, like really just kind of get away from that um, point of view. Yeah, and going back to what you said, you know, educate, educate, educate. And also, I think that a big problem is people not thinking it doesn't apply to them. And I can speak to that personally. I was like, well, I'm not racist. You know, like, I, I didn't do anything. And then the more I started educating myself, so something I used to say was, I don't see color. And I had, I watched a video of a black person explaining how saying, I don't see color, is racist in itself. It, it's not acknowledging the fact that they have a different ethnicity and a different culture and history behind that culture. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. But I had to not take things personally. I can't get defensive about my race. This isn't about me. This is a time for African Americans to hold the spotlight and get justice. Um, and kind of break down the walls of, of racism. So, you know, instead of all of a sudden getting defensive or taking offense, it comes from a place of understanding. And, you know, that ties into our topic a little bit today of trying to find the good. The first step for myself, I can only speak for myself, is looking at it from both angles. Because until you do that, and Morgan mentioned this in another one of our episodes, you can't 
come to any sort of agreement or even position of positivity if you're not seeing it from both sides if you don't have an understanding of the situation um so you know that that for me would be my my first step after that i think that in anything in in work let's use the example that you just mentioned about not having too much on your plate for work uh my day is gonna suck i can't do it blah, 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 whatever negative connotations or thoughts that you have when looking at that situation. For me, immediately to make it more positive, I look at outside of myself. You know what I mean? Well, maybe I have more on my plate, but let's use my boss, Sean, for example. Maybe I have more on my plate, but Sean would be able to contact and go after new clients so that we bring in more revenue. It's not about me anymore. And also just focusing on, I think it comes back to a lot of the mantras we've been saying, like, I'm capable enough to do that instead of immediately like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. That self-talk has a lot um, of importance when looking at your overall perspective of whether it's negative and, and positive. So, you know, just be conscious of what you say to yourself during the day and what your immediate thought or reaction is when something that's challenging comes your way and of course there's like the cliche of replace problem or difficulty with opportunity which actually really helps you know like I can't believe I have to do something change it to I'm able to do something yeah and especially like in this like what's going on right now the whole like movement and everything how you can look at it from like a really positive point of view is like at least you have the opportunity to make change and do something about racism in America and open up the conversation rather than experiencing it yourself. Um, That's something that I feel like everyone can always go back to and really I feel like that really comes from like an empathy point of view and a stance um, where we can really like be grateful. You know, gratitude is always the answer to like when you're feeling pressured in any kind of scenario like if we can continue with the work example um like if there's a lot on your plate at work like you can feel like i'm grateful i have a job there's so many people that have lost their jobs and that can't find work right now i'm grateful i have the opportunity to uh, you know work and get a paycheck and you know if you're doing something like impactful at work like we can use you know cats and marketing for example and we can use that she can make companies better businesses better um you know make branding better whatever it is and say that like she can go attack everything on her to-do list by using that point of view because it's more motivating than like oh i don't want to do this i don't feel like doing that oh this is so annoying can't believe this is my job you know that's just going to have like I say like when you consume a lot of negativity, your attitude becomes negative, um, your perspective becomes negative. So really focus on like everything that you're consuming. Like, you know, make sure you're listening to positive podcasts or positive music or reading positive books, watching positive TV shows. Even though like I feel like right now we really need to be educating ourselves and like watching these really intense, heavy documentaries. Um it's really important that you follow that up with like something positive. So like, yes, their lives are like really sad. What black people have to go through on a daily basis. It's so sad. That's their reality and it's not ours. Um, so just like knowing that being grateful for your reality 
and then doing something that will make you feel better, make you feel like you're making a change, you know, whether that's supporting a black business, whether that's signing a petition, whether that's having a powerful conversation with your friends um, or your family, you know, all of that, you know, coincides with each other and it all like is a compounded effect where it all topples up onto each other and it makes a collective change, you know, so no matter what you're doing, like don't put pressure on yourself where you feel like it's too small or too big because it all collectively can make a change, um, you know, no matter what you're doing. So we really just want to focus today on just like, you know, what I said, like make sure you're consuming positive content and stuff like that um, and finding the good in like any bad situations. Like I can sit here and complain about every bad thing that's ever happened to me, um, but I choose not to do that. I choose to find the good. Like, yes, um, and I even like talk to other girls that were like in a piece of relationships and it's really funny when I talk to them because of like how they talk about their experience and how like much they hate that person and this and that and I choose to take it from the point of view of like I am such a better person because of it I can really appreciate so much more I can appreciate how sincere and how nice my boyfriend is now I can appreciate that I got out I survived I'm not a victim I'm a survivor it really everything like any situation focuses on how you phrase it your terminology that you're using if you're complaining and complaining and complaining you're gonna feel like shit but if you're like i really grew from that situation i've done so much like self-reflection i'm so much of a better person than i used to be my self-esteem has improved so much like yes looking back you may never you're like i can't believe i did that or i can't believe you know i was in that situation and I can't believe it took me so long to get out of it and we can focus on that or we can focus on just like the present and the future and like that made me such a better person I'm gonna be such a better mom because of it and that's how you can like attack something like that and I think you can apply that to a bunch of different situations like do you have anything in mind that you did that for well I was just thinking kind of to to backtrack once you said like consuming negativity will will turn your attitude negative I was thinking about how you know, I did kind of a, a, a purge in a sense where I just got rid or unfollowed or honestly sometimes just stopped talking to people who I felt not dragged me down, but where I noticed after I left a room with them or a conversation, I felt like sad or angry. And it can be like exemplified through music. If I'm listening to like degrading rap, don't get me wrong, like <laughs> I kind of really like some of the like raunchy rap music when I step out of the car my attitude is much different than like a Lady Gaga song it, it really does have an effect on me and you know it was hard for me to cut certain people out of my life part of me I I at first told myself like you're being disloyal um what are they gonna say about you these were all um things that 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 self-talk that I was mentioning before but I looked at it like now I'm making room for for healthier and less toxic um, more supportive people in my life similar like you know just like you were saying now you can appreciate what the good is yeah. and that's how I felt like it was for friendship whether it's mentorship I've changed my mentor because I didn't agree with their stance on things in the outside world also in business you know what I mean and for 
you have to make sure that you are have the self-confidence to get rid of those toxic people toxic social media accounts toxic family members i mean morgan morgan ken has talked about that before it's not an easy choice but it's something that you need to put your mental health and your outlook in life first yeah and like i have been very open about my relationship with my sister and my parents too and you know i'll talk a little bit about my sister but you know, like, when we first started this podcast, it was, like, I literally just, like, you know, cut ties immediately with my sister. I was, like, you're not good for my mental health. Like, anytime I'm around you, I just feel, like, so negative. And, like, I always feel like I have to live up to your standard of me, and I don't feel like you accept me for, like, me. I feel like I have to, like, be this kind of fake person when I'm around you. And that was, like, really hard for me to deal with, and I really had to, like, accept that fact that I was feeling like that and tell her that. And that was like the point that we didn't speak anymore and it's also like I got to a point where I wasn't I wasn't able to see my niece anymore and I wasn't I was missing out on so many like family memories and family occasions that it was like doing more harm than good it you know I always preserve my mental health so I do like you know only see her a certain amount of times Um, Usually when it's like with the whole family, we're very civil with each other, we respect each other, um, and that's really what it comes down to, like, respect. Like, you have to respect yourself enough to, like, know when, like, a situation isn't good anymore and leave, or, you know, you don't even have to, like, cut ties or leave that situation or that person. You can just, like, limit the amount of time that you're kind of giving them, limit your energy. Like, when you feel like your energy draining, okay, that's when you leave. Um, So really just... I, I hate to say it, but you have to be selfish sometimes and put yourself first because that's, like, what's most important. And you don't want to, like, ever feel like someone has that power over you to drain your energy, to take such a toll on your mental health, to affect you in such a negative way. Um, so you want to make sure that, like, like, any content you're consuming should be positive, but also, like, any people that you're spending your time with should also be positive. Like, I know that my political views differ greatly from from my parents. So I don't have political conversation with my parents. And that's how we're able to keep a positive and good relationship. Because if we did talk about politics, I'd probably hate them. So it's just like having, knowing your boundaries. Like, that's really important that, like, you create those boundaries and, like, know, like, okay, I won't talk about this with my mom or I won't talk about this with this person or I won't go here with this person. You know, like, say, if you don't really like to go out and you don't like the whole party scene and you feel like it's really negative for you or maybe, like, um, you're going through recovery, then, you know, like, one of your friends that likes to go out a lot that you're not in that environment with them if it has, like, a negative effect on you. And if there's someone that, like, loves you and is your family or your friend, like, they'll respect that and be like, okay, like, that's fine. You know, do you, whatever. Um, And if someone isn't okay with that, then they probably shouldn't be someone in your life. Absolutely. You know, I'm sitting here, and I just want to make note. I know that we rebranded and we're we really are unscripted we we did not talk about fucking anything before we started this we just sat down so we are staying true to ourselves and you know in the future and in some of the upcoming episodes i think they will be a little bit lighthearted. but i have to make the statement that i think what how morgan and i are having a more serious 
conversation is us being true to ourselves because if I sat here and made jokes or was like being super peppy about it all I just feel like that would be a contradiction to how we truly feel because we do have strong stances on this so I just wanted to let our 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 audience fans know that upcoming episodes will be a little bit lighter but we feel very strongly about this and you don't make light of that however the reason like why we wanted to be unscripted is because we didn't want to be oh we're just gonna be happy all the time or we're gonna be super serious all the time we wanted it to be like because in reality we all have different you know attitudes on a day-to-day basis you know sometimes you can catch someone on a bad day and they'll be pissed off they'll be angry and they'll be annoyed and then the next day you'll be super happy you know so that's how we can make this podcast as raw and real as possible because you'll see a different version of us kind of like every day and you'll know like our attitudes right now are reflecting you know our attitude today and just like what we've gone through today and how we're feeling with everything I think with everything going on it's been so heavy um and yes not every every week will be so heavy but we're not going to like ever try and like copy another podcast and be like oh hey call her daddy is really popular we should start talking about dicks and blowjobs and sex like we're never gonna do that that's not us that's just like sorry it's it's fun and it's funny I honestly like I can't really listen to it it's just too raunchy for me meanwhile i walked and listened to it today (laughs) (laughs) um and we never like want to be like fake in any way because i feel like that's kind of what we messed up with in the past where i felt like personally i was being fake by trying to talk about all these like really educational topics and i i do know a little bit about those topics but i don't know everything and i felt like i had to represent myself as like an authority figure on that subject and i'm really not like i learn about topics and i'm interested so i like to talk about it but i don't know everything and that's okay to admit and you know like i feel the same way about politics like i know a good amount but i don't know everything so I would never, like, try and position myself as, Let's like, debate. Let's have a political debate. And I remember when we started this podcast, I was like, it'll be interesting because I'm, like, a liberal and Kat's a Republican. So it'll be interesting, like, how our stances differ, but they haven't really differed that much. I know. I'm like, am I Republican? I was like, I, th- I don't think Kat's a Republican. I'm like, wait, wait a second. Wait. Pause. I don't think we let our listeners know we are together again and in the room. Oh, well, I think we'll know. We did when we, when we first, like, intro, but guys, I can't tell you, I'm sitting here just looking at Morgan's beautiful face. (laughs) Whenever I, like, stop talking, I'm like, wait, I forgot to say this. Immediately, Morgan will bring it up. I'm like, thank God. This is why we're partners. This is why we do this together, because we're on the fucking same page. I was like, shit, I didn't talk about gratitude. And then you're like, you know, gratitude. I was like, (laughs) then you said boundaries, and I was like, oh my God, that's what I was thinking. I think also, like, Kat and I talk so much, and, like, when we first started, like, becoming friends, and then we became, like, really close friends, like, very quickly, that, like, we started, like, adopting each other's views, <laughs> and, like, we would finish each other's sentences. It was literally, like, a relationship. <laughs> Are we dead? <laughs> it's just a non-sexual relationship going on. You know, sometimes you can find a best friend that's, like, your soulmate. Lit- I love that. Yeah, and I think... I don't believe in, like, romantic soulmates, but I do believe in best friend soulmates. I love that. So, it's like, 
I don't believe that a man should ever complete you or a woman should ever complete you no matter like what your um sexual orientation is that like a significant other should never complete you but I do believe that a best friend can complete you because you can kind of like feel like something's missing and that best friend can kind of like give you that perspective and that point of view and especially like because when I'm with Kat um I feel like that because my energy goes to a new level when I'm with her and we even tell each other like whenever we leave each other we like feel so much better I'm on a high literally <laughs> driving home I'm like yeah that was amazing highlight and I'm, I'm being serious highlight of my week because you know when you find someone just let's use soulmate like you were just saying when you have that doesn't matter if there are which we haven't had any fights which is nice but yeah. if there is something like that arguments yeah which is like and healthy I don't, I, don't, I don't think even arguments i just think discussions yes, it's <laughs> literally discussions so you know it's it, i don't have a fear i think i've gone through life like fearing i'll say the wrong thing or if we do get in a fight like then that other person won't want to be my friend anymore you know like there wasn't a sense of security and with Morgan you know like I have this sense of security it's like a sister bond where we can disagree and and we'll still be friends at the end of the day and that's like such a comforting feeling and I want our listeners to get that from us and I think it's like when you find a friend that really respects you and that's when you kind of like don't have fights because I don't believe you like fight with like fight fight and talking with someone that respect that respects you so like it should always be like kind of mutual that mutual respect I think it really takes a long time to find that type of friend that you can connect on like kind of like a spiritual level and have that kind of relationship and that connection and respect each other's choices and their decisions and you know I think communication styles really play into this as well because I have a very, kind of like from firsthand experience, I'm very assertive. And like if something's on my mind, I'm going to say it like it is. And that's exactly like how I am in this podcast too. Like I just say whatever is on my mind and you know, if we go off topic, we go off topic. Unscripted baby, (laughs) unscripted. I know, I was like, I know this is more serious. I love you, Morgan. (laughs) And Kat is very, would you say you're passive or passive-aggressive? Um, a passive. I think it went, like, aggressive, assertive, passive-aggressive, passive, or something yeah. like that. But passive is, like, the lowest. Yeah. The lowest. So Kat's very passive, so sometimes, like, and my boyfriend's very passive. So I kind of have had experience with both of them, of, like, how to communicate with them. So, like, I know when I talk to Kat about something serious that... I have to like kind of like dig an answer out of her because she's very like, uh huh, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, am I? Tell me now. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I have to do the same thing with my boyfriend. Like, whenever we have a conversation, he's like, uh huh, okay. And I'm like, okay, like, you can tell me like what's going on. Like, what do you think? What do you feel? And I'm like, that, you know they call it like investigator where like I just like okay like tell me like asking you a bunch of questions kind of take it out of you and it can get to like a passive person like very like pressuring or just like exhausting kind of when you're communicating with like a very assertive person because it's so different so I think it's really important to keep 
like communication style in mind when you're communicating with your friends or your significant other or your family members like you should always keep that in mind and kind of like understand what kind of communicator they are so you can like have a good relationship and have like an established good form of communication that never turns aggressive or negative in any way I think also I'm just thinking about where we were in our lives when we met I look at it kind of like how you might view a relationship whether you're looking for a fling or you know maybe just fun and casual or serious and I was at the point in my life where I wasn't looking for a friend who wanted to party all the time or just someone to occasionally grab coffee I I really wanted sort of my right hand wing woman and it just so happened that I must have been putting that out into the universe because then like Morgan showed up in my life so you know evaluate what your needs are what your expectations are communication style because those all really play into a factor and you know I'll say this here I have never been able to really keep in touch with I've been self-conscious when people are like, oh, do you hang out from people from your high school or college? And I'm like, no. And I used to judge myself for that, like maybe I'm a loser or a bad friend. And then I really just came to the conclusion that I wasn't ready for someone who, as a friend, I could connect to in that spiritual sense or just on a deeper sense. So, you know, I'm really grateful. Gratitude. Me, Me too. Gratitude. Let's all just take a moment. Alright fam, that's it for the week. If you've made it this far, you're a real one. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review to let us know how we did. DM us any questions or stories you have and we'll see you bitches next Wednesday.